0: Good morning, and welcome to the Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Palak Jaiswal. Davina Smith, a Blanding resident, made history last year when she declared her candidacy for the Utah House as the first Navajo woman to run for a seat in the state legislature. Smith's candidacy hasn't been without challenge, literally. Earlier this month, current Blanding Representative Phil Lyman of State District 73 filed a formal challenge to the Utah Director of Elections in regards to Smith's residency status. Ultimately, the challenge was tossed out in a matter of days, but Smith pointed to a similar residency challenges in the past and how they seem to have targeted Native people. Smith said, and I quote, using political trickery to deny Native people equal opportunities to vote and run for office is, sadly, a standard practice in San Juan County's history. Next, State Watch reporter Dayden Allender talks with editor Jeff Parrott about his reporting on Utah technology companies who have employees in the
1: Ukraine. Hey, Dayden. Thanks for joining us today. Just got a couple questions about your reporting this week. I understand you've been uh, reporting with some tech companies here in Utah that have pretty close ties to Ukraine. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your reporting?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. So the first person I talked to was a guy named Mark Newman, um, and he's a local entrepreneur. He first started a company called Higher View, um, which you may have heard of, and then he moved on from there and started another company called Nomi Health, and that one's current. Uh, he's the current CEO, um, and he kind of gave me a. Brief background about what, what this history has been like between Ukraine and Utah, and, and it's been going on for well over a decade now. Um, and so, obviously, with with Utah's burgeoning Silicon Slopes and its its tech industry, which is up and moving now, it's it's really found itself in need of qualified. Tech employees, software developers, engineers—those types of people—and something that numerous, numerous people stressed to me throughout this process was how hard it is to find qualified people. And so, to find those people, they've, they've actually turned overseas, and these people in, in Ukraine have this connection with Utah. And so, for years now, they've they've been outsourcing work to these Ukrainian employees, um, and it's it's been working really well. Obviously, up until up until a few weeks ago, when this invasion started. Yeah, we're a few weeks
1: into that invasion now. Like you said, have the companies here along the Wasatch Front been able to get a
2: hold of their employees? And how are they doing? Yeah, they have, actually. So, again, I, I haven't talked to everybody on Silicon Slopes, unfortunately. But the ones I have talked to, they have been in pretty much constant communication with their employees I mean, on a daily basis. Um Some of them and again that's that's the rule and there are exceptions to that rule when when the invasion first started. Some of their employees obviously had to mobilize from from different parts of Ukraine to Poland and to Greece and to other places, Um, and so sometimes they said, you know we're. We're going to be gone for a few days. We'll be in touch later whenever we can. Um, and so that happened a little bit. But for the most part, a lot of these people have been in contact with their employers and they've been meeting over, virtually over calls. And they've been kind of giving them updates about how, how things are going in, in this country that's that's currently at war. And what effect is that
1: we're having on the Utah-based businesses and their employees? So that's that's
2: tough. They so far, it's not been too drastic. Fortunately, um, a lot of these people, like I said, have been in contact with their employers throughout this invasion, and so they they've been continuing to work. Lviv, where a lot of these people are based, is is more towards the Polish border, over towards the west, versus uh, Kiev, which is more central, which which has been getting shelled constantly. Um, and so, so far they've been continuing to work, actually. Uh, they, these employers that I've been talking to in Utah think that it helps to take their minds off of what's going on around them. And so productivity has been has a pretty constant, slight dip is what I've heard, but nothing too drastic so far. And I think you've talked to some companies that have
1: you know, like had some pretty scary moments on like Zoom falls, Zoom calls or phone calls with their employees
2: where they've heard like alarms or sirens in the background. Yeah, so there there definitely has been some scary moments. So again, Lviv, Russia has started to uh, turn their aggressions more towards the West. And so Lviv may be on the front line soon. Um, but I mean, the air sirens have been going off constantly um, across the country. And so, yeah, during some of these calls, they've been interrupted by these air raid sirens. And, and some of the people on the call say, hey, we have to go now. We have to go get somewhere safe. And others on the call don't even log off. And so it's it's been... It's been crazy for everybody involved. Are the Silicon Slopes companies around the Wasatch Front uh, able to do anything for their employees in Lviv? Yeah, they're they're certainly trying to. Um, A lot of these people... You have to remember, are are their friends. They they have personal relationships with these people. These people have, have flown into Utah and they've kind of visited the sites. And then vice versa, some of these employers have, have flown over to Ukraine and visited Lviv. Uh, one guy named Scott Paul, who's an entrepreneur, told me that he he thought about moving there because it was so beautiful. And so they, they do have these personal connections. And so, because of that, it's been easy for a lot of them to, to open up their wallets and try to help these people. And so um, they've been donating to to different organizations which help with the the war effort and they've also been trying to you know when when their employees are moving and mobilizing they've been trying to help them get settled places and to make connections and in, in greece and other places where they're they're fleeing to and maybe utah right i think spencer cox said
1: something about welcoming ukrainians to the state if um there happens to be visas or like conflict based visas is that is that correct
2: certainly and, and something that that they really stressed to me was they Really were in favor of something called an H1B visa. And it's a special visa. It's it's capped at, I believe, at $65,000 per year per fiscal year. Um, and it's basically it's given to people who are highly specialized workers. And so, like the Ukrainian tech workers, they would fit this bill. And so um they, the different employers I've talked to here in Utah would really like to see the federal de- delegation work to open these up, uh, to expand that cap a little bit, to have some of these people even temporarily relocate uh, to America and to places like Utah where they can be safe. And then when eventually the war is, is finished and, and everything's settled, they can move back to, to their homes.
0: Thanks, Dayton. That story is currently out in the midweek print edition and will be online at sltrib.com tomorrow.
1: Hey Pollock, it's Jeff again. You've worked at the Tribune for a couple months now as a culture reporter, and recently I've covered everything from book bands, local music, and the return of the Love Lab Festival. Can you give us the inside scoop on anything you're working on now?
0: Yeah, I am yet again working on a Utah music piece. This one is a bit sadder. Um, It's about the heavy metal shop in downtown Salt Lake City. They recently recently lost a member of the family that runs the shop and musicians and music fans from across the world are reaching out to support the shop that has supported so many of
1: them. Really looking forward to seeing where your reporting goes, Paul. Do you mind closing out the pod? Sure.
0: That's it today for the Daily Buzz. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and let your friends and family know about us. And much love to Salt Lake City band, The Pelicans, for our music. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you on Thursday.